0: Chapter Two of An Elementary Study of Insects. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeffrey Smith. An Elementary Study of Insects by Leonard Hastman. Chapter Two: Collecting Insects. Does he who searches nature's secrets scruple to stick a pin into an insect? A.G. Olenschlager In the life of every normal human there comes a time when he wishes to make a collection of some kind. It may be a collection of coins, postage stamps, postcards, shells, relics, bird's eggs, pressed flowers or insects. If the child grows up in the country, the result of this craving is usually three or four cigar boxes of insects, or an almanac or geography stuffed with the most attractive wildflowers of the field. A collection of this sort may be small and poorly kept, and yet it is worthwhile. In later life, one will search in his mother's closet or attic for the old cigar boxes which contain the remains of youthful efforts, usually a mass of gaudy wings, fragments of insect legs and bodies, and a few rusty pins. This desire to make a collection is natural and should be encouraged in the child. It tends to make him observe closely and creates an interest in things about him, and, if properly directed, it will add a store of information which can be gotten in no other way. Directions for Collecting Many boys and girls of the rural schools will have little time or inclination to provide themselves with apparatus for collecting insects an old straw hat or a limb will serve their purpose from their point of view what difference does it make if they tear off most of the legs and break the wings they succeed in securing the bug and when pinned in the box it will mean just about as much to them as the most perfect specimen ever prepared this method of catching insects will prove effective where nothing better is available, but any child can easily make a small insect net by attaching a loop of fairly stiff wire to a broom handle or other stick, and sewing a bag of mosquito netting or other thin cloth to the wire. By means of such a net, one can catch insects more easily, and at the same time there is less danger of tearing such insects as butterflies. Care must be taken in handling the stinging insects. The country boy and girl will have little trouble getting hold of insects, but they are often puzzled when it comes to killing them. It seems cruel to pin up an insect alive and have it squirm for a day or two, and some means of killing them should be devised. Most of the soft insects, such as flies, butterflies, etc., can be killed by pressing their body in the region of the wings between one's thumb and forefinger. Such forms as beetles and wasps can be quickly killed by dropping them into coal oil or a strong soap suds. Any method which can be devised for quickly killing the insect and which will not seriously mutilate it, can be used. A convenient killing bottle can be made by sealing a few small lumps of the deadly poison, potassium or sodium cyanide, in the bottom of a strong, wide-mouthed bottle with plaster of Paris. Or a few drops of chloroform or ether on a wad of cotton in a similar bottle, Will also serve as a convenient killing jar. Pinning and preserving a collection. After the insects have been caught and killed, they should be prepared for the permanent collection. Most insects, such as wasps, beetles, flies, and grasshoppers, should simply have a pin thrust through their bodies until they are two thirds the way up on the pin and then put them away in a box. Such forms as butterflies and moths make a much better collection if the wings are spread, so as to bring out their gaudy markings. In order to spread butterflies' wings, one needs a spreading board, which can be made in ten minutes by taking a pine board, two feet long and six inches wide, and on this nail two strips an inch thick, so that there is a crack between them the crack should be half an inch wide at one end and a quarter of an inch wide at the other end and in the bottom of it press strips of cornstalk pith so as to have something soft in which to stick the pins after a pin has been stuck through the body of a dead butterfly between the wings It is then pinned in the cracks so that the back of the butterfly is on a level with the strips. Then the wings are drawn forward until they stand straight out from the body when they are pinned down by means of strips of paper, and left to dry a few days until they become perfectly rigid. In this way a most beautiful collection can be made very easily. But where time and materials are not available, Simply pin them up like other insects, leaving the wings to hang as they will. After the specimens are pinned, they should be put away in cigar boxes, in the bottom of which is pinned or pasted a layer of cork or corrugated paper, similar to that which comes between glass fruit cans these make ideal cases for keeping small collections as the odor of tobacco helps keep pests from getting in to destroy the collection rearing and observing them while alive while studying an insect it is advisable wherever possible to first study it where it is found in the field and later bring it home and keep it alive in a jar where it can be fed and observed and its various habits studied. Cages for breeding insects consist simply of a few glass fruit cans and jelly glasses with tin or cloth covers. A child can borrow one or two of these from his mother's fruit cellar. A layer of moist sand or soil should be put in the bottom of the jar to provide a retreat for those forms which go into the ground before changing to adults. Before an insect is placed in one of these breeding cages, its food plant should be determined by observations in the field, and every day or two a fresh supply should be gathered. Most of the forms discussed in the following chapters can be kept in jars and reared to the adult stage. Rearing insects is both interesting and instructive. Every child should be given an opportunity to rear a few forms, either during the school year or during the summer vacation. I happened one night in my travels, to stray into Butterfly Vale, where my wondering eyes beheld Butterflies, with wings that were wide as a sail. They lived in such houses of grandeur, their days were successions of joys, and the very last fad these Butterflies had was making collections of boys. There were boys of all sizes and ages, pinned up on their walls when i said twas a terrible sight to see boys in that plight i was answered oh well they are dead we catch them alive but we kill them with ether a very nice way just look at this fellow his hair is so yellow and his eyes such a beautiful gray Then there is a droll little darky, as black as the clay at our feet. He sets off that blonde that is pinned just beyond, in a way most artistic and neat. And now let me show you the latest, a specimen really select. A boy with a head that is carroty red, and a face that is funnily specked. We cannot decide where to place him, Those spots bar him out of each class. We think him a treasure to study at leisure and analyze under a glass. I seemed to grow cold as I listened to the words that these butterflies spoke. With fear overcome, I was speechless and dumb, and then with a start I awoke. Ella Wheeler Wilcox End of chapter 2